everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaren Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we're going to talk about all of the, <laughs> the expansive roster of San Diego Comic-Con reveals that we've seen this weekend. And to do that, we enlisted a very special co-host. It's a longtime listener of the show, uh, huge fan, big supporter. I mean, just a great guy. It's Patrick Davis. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con. I've been to lots of Comic-Cons in my life, but never one of the same stature as SDCC. And I'm most interested in how San Diego Comic-Con has been different this year from other years, specifically because of the writer and actor strike. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, just the overall like vibe this year? Yeah, absolutely. First, you know, thanks for having me on. Uh, been listening for a long time, and then Jaron and I and and, and you, we all connected uh, at Winterfest and and made you know quick friends. So uh, been able to keep in touch. So thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been coming to San Diego Comic Con. This is probably my eighth or ninth time. I've honestly lost track. Uh, come out here with a, a couple of buddies of mine uh, every year and turn it into a, a, a big trip. This was easily the, um, I'd say, oddest, weirdest uh, uh, San Diego convention that we've been to. Uh, the uh, the writer's strike changed everything. So in the past where Hall H, which is the big convention hall at the end of the convention center, holds, you know, eight ten thousand 10,000 people, lines going out all the way through the open green space into the parking lots, uh, people sleeping overnight. When we walked up to the convention center, all the tents were there, but no people. So no lines. Uh, Hall H was shut down. So that eight, 10,000 people, plus all of those who would have been waiting in line were on the convention hall floor. Uh, so what that meant was uh, from a density standpoint, getting up and down the aisles, um, being able to see all the different artists and retailers um, was a whole lot tougher. Anytime that there would have been a big reveal, um, the Hasbro booth was jam packed the entire time. Uh, the Star Wars booth, the Marvel booth was jam packed the entire time. It was really hard to get into those areas to be able to see what was being displayed. Um, if there was any type of event that was going on, it was difficult to hear, to see just the, um, the density and the, it, it made it really hard to move through the convention hall. Yeah. You know, you always see events like that where they'll have, they'll bring in like, I don't know, the cast of Game of Thrones is there one year. And even just through the lens of like Facebook, I look at that and I'm like, Oh buddy, that looks like a nightmare because it just <laughs> attracts like uh, such a wide audience, you know, people that are you know, hardcore fans, maybe even people that aren't comic book collectors, which is kind of what I was getting at is that the Comic-Con aspect of it has changed so much over the years that it's almost like you have to, you're sharing it with people that are there for the celebrity side of things as well. So I think that's all, it's interesting that I guess new problems develop as, as old ones go away. I'm curious to see how the format of the Comic-Con changes based on how long this strike lasts. I'd actually like to go to a Comic-Con that's exclusively comic book creators, uh, but we'll see how that works out in the in the long term. Um, so we're going to talk about a significant, I mean, like a substantial roster of stuff that was revealed uh, this week. And some of the stuff I haven't even really looked at much myself. And we're going to start with the big ticket item, which was Chuckles. So 
they had revealed Chuckles just before like the the whole thing went down. And if you remember last year, last year was with Dr. Mindbender and it was a bit of a, it turned into a bit of a show because the, if I remember, if I'm remembering correctly, the website for the pre-order link got kind of like got sent out early. And so the code was, sorry, I'm doing, I'm describing this all incorrectly. They give you a card. It had a code on it. You scan the code to take you to the website. You'd buy what you want. But if you had the code for the website, anybody could do you could buy your minimum, no problem. You didn't even have to be there. So there were people, myself included, that were buying it before it was even like available on the floor, essentially, where I was already I had to take care of business, basically. So this year they changed things up, I guess, based on that feedback, and they had single-use codes, which uh, you had to you would scan a QR code to take you to the website. Then you would put in the code, and that'd get you take you to the exclusives. I've heard it's changed. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing, but when I did it, it had it gave you access to everything. Like so you could do the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel Legends stuff. And I, they're telling me now that they they changed it. I guess at the end, and you have to have the code for every single section. I don't know if that's true or not because I'm not interested in anything that's not GI Joe. But I just think that's interesting that they were working on. They're like adapting, I guess, based on what was happening. Because what was happening was the codes were getting out everywhere. Uh, people were sending pictures of them, putting them in Facebook groups. People were selling them on eBay for twenty bucks a pop, which I guess was inevitable. I don't think there's really any great way to. I mean, if you guys had a theory, I'd love to hear it. Just how to be like. It truly is only an exclusive for people that are at San Diego Comic-Con. Other than, here's a novel idea. Have them. Make them. Bring them. Sell them. By the way, uh, Guilty, um, I I think I went through the uh, barcode line three different times um, with my buddy that are not as big a GI Joe fans as me. So they were giving me their cards and I'm snapping pictures and sending them to friends, uh, friends of the podcast. Um, folks I knew were wanting to get the Chuckles uh, figure. Yeah, no better time than to just publicly thank Patrick because if it wasn't for him, you know, we did have a couple people message us and say, hey, did you get a code? But Patrick was the first one that was like, I got you guys covered because he knew we would need it. And we sure did. And we snapped them up. Jaron, did you, before we start talking about Chuckles, did you buy one or two Chuckles? Because I messed up and thought there was a limit of one when I bought mine. Same thing. I literally went through, and then when we had talked to the Order of Battle guys, and they're like, "All right, I got two. and I was like, "Wait, you could do that!" Like, yeah, I was just so conditioned, like, "Oh yeah, it's a limited one." I uh, I just bought the one. Um, I fell victim to the same thing. Um, I I got through the line, and I was, you know, I'm slamming the pre-order button as quick as I can, and uh, only to learn later that you could buy two. Yeah, I uh, I was uh, had some regret, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? Good for me. I don't need another one. I got a real problem with extras right now. Um, I did the same thing with Mindbender and Serpentor. I bought one of each because they were both expensive, and then they both came back up, and I was at a time where they were still high in demand. I thought, all right, well, I'm going to get two of each. I'll sell one, and I'll, I'll have the other one to keep an inbox sample. And with that Serpentor, that's exactly what I did. And I made I was I made a little bit of money off of it, but I was still wanted to get one that was in box. And then I ordered that Mindbender, and that was like eight months ago. So I don't know if they were just like, uh, we'll see about that, or it was just like I'm on the, an eternal waiting list. Uh, anyway, all right, let's take a look at this Chuckles. So the first picture of the Chuckles that I have is one of the actually one of the later shots they put out. It's the promo shot where he's on the like beach towel. He's uh, reclining back. He's kind of got like his feet. I don't know how they always have those feet 
kicking over like that without, I don't know if any of my figures could do that with that extensive, like heating up of the joints or something. Mine just aren't as pliable as that. Chuckles is like a, I don't know if you'd call him a deluxe edition, but he's a bit of a like special, well, he's comparable to like Mindbender basically, right? He's set in a box and he's got a bunch of like extra little bits and we'll talk about that as I see him. <laughs> the picture that we're looking at here has got Chuckles' alternate head where he's like been beat up. He's got a black eye, he's got a missing tooth, but he's still grinning. I don't love this alternate head because I don't feel like <laughs> there's a lot of situations where I would use this. I mean, like, yeah, Chuckles getting beat up and I, I mean okay i'm not saying it doesn't have it's the novelty is excellent the usefulness of it is a little bit limited uh floral shirt looks great you know we've been talking a lot about the design on chuckle's shirt and uh i think they did a pretty good job with this it's a little uh big like the flowers and the leaves i feel like there could be more if smaller but at least they didn't give him a tattoo. I guess I'll, I'll get into that in a hair in a little bit. But um, <laughs> I think I think the shirt looks pretty good. You know, the overall outfit looks clean. The color, like the color selection, is flawless. It's it's an exact match in my opinion. I'm assuming he doesn't come with that beach towel. That although that would be amazing. In this particular <laughs> shot, he's got a pair of binoculars. Uh, anybody got a guess on what that little cassette tape looking thing is? Soundwave from Transformers. Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> and they're really they're really leaning into that, aren't they? We like have they absolutely are. nothing to tie that into. They're just like, hey, you guys, we're just like, we're just reminding you guys there might be a movie and it might have these guys in it, and they're <laughs> and they're this is how they're connected. You know, Chuckles Belt. Now that I'm looking at it, is probably exactly the same thing that the very first Duke wore as a bandolier because that little silver communicator piece is very mm-hmm. recognizable to me. I'm wondering if that's if they're supposed to be keeping that little piece of like technology alive. Cause we have no, I have no idea what it is. A communicator of some sort, I assume like the little, a little Cobra logo flashes on it when there's an emergency alert. I don't know, but it's interesting to see that that's still showing up when I haven't seen it in a lot of these more recent figures. Uh, he's got a pair of sunglasses. I don't know what, uh, and a pair of headphones, I guess just to be cool guy on the beach. And uh, there's also a briefcase with a like manila folder that has a picture of a bat kind of clipped onto it, which looks awesome. Great like dio stuff for sure. As somebody that's big into that, I really that's probably one of the things that I'm the most interested in. Based on this shot, before we move on to the other stuff that comes with it, I'd like to hear both of y'all's opinion on your thoughts on this figure overall. Lenny did mention the envelope with the bat figure that the backstory that they're trying to create there is chuckles is uncovered that they're building the crimson bat right there's a tie-in to the the crimson baroness and the crimson twins um and oh yeah okay so if you if you watch the youtube um of the panel um they they touch on that a bit um didn't go into it deeply for me a cool figure i was paying attention to people that were in the Hasbro booth, right? Pictures that they were taking, what they were talking about. There was excitement on the Chuckles figure, but not as much excitement as there was on some of the other reveals. It was, hey, Chuckles, great, cool, we got it. Um, but a lot of the conversation was actually about a lot of the other figures. Um, so for, for me, that was a bit of an interesting take. So for me, I absolutely love this figure, which should be of no surprise, because I think there's not been a figure that I haven't absolutely loved. Um, I do agree that the alternate head's a little, little strange with the, you know, I'm not going to be probably showing him off with the beaten and bruised look. 
I I've seen people like absolutely triggered over the fact that he comes with Soundwave, uh, which is you know it is what it is. But I think it's a fun little nod. I love that they gave him headphones so it actually works. And then um, you know knowing those guys, I'm sure it'll peg on somewhere, and he'll be able to keep that little little Soundwave with him, or maybe it's Blaster if if maybe it's an Autobot. Um, but yeah, I do like the the more Dio pieces that he's coming with that briefcase and that that Manila folder. Um, I like Chuckles. I like his design. He's weird. I like GI Joe being weird. So uh, keep keep giving me more of these kind of guys. Jaren, this has been a, just like a banner year for us in Classified, right? Because you're like, here's your Chuckles. You're going to get a tripwire. We saw Helix, like a digital render of Helix today. Yeah. Uh, shooters coming this year. These are like things that I'm real, uh, really, really ready for. So I feel like the character roster this year has just been right up our alley. Uh, all right, let's talk more about Chuckles. Uh, it looks like um, what I'm looking at next is the extensive enterprises. Like it's the back of the box that he comes in. I have no idea what this is supposed to be <laughs> looking at the back of it. Um it's like a little, it almost looks like a radiator. There's like electronic piping or work is on it or something. Maybe it's a bomb. I don't know. Uh, I don't see the front of the box, so I guess we'll wait and see if it pops up later. Next shot has got, it uh, looks like we see some more, comp, like there's his pistol, there's his knife. We see some of the earlier accessories in his briefcase. He's got these really very very gold brass knuckles not i mean <laughs> like even calling them brass is kind of insulting and he has a matching watch that it looks like has it doesn't look like the time is on it, it almost looks like some kind of like high-tech communicator and they're again using the like beat up face to look like he's kind of like mixing it up and enjoying it let's see what else okay the next shot is actually got the where you can see the watch and it has one second left on the timer so whatever you're doing chuckles it's probably not going to pan out. You don't even have the briefcase open. You've only got one second left. Unless it's pull the trigger on that gun, uh, you're boned. What's that little, <laughs> on the hand that I was holding the gun, he almost has like a little, it looks like a zip tie to me. It's a broken handcuff. Broken oh, handcuff. okay. Why is it white and not like silver or chrome? Or is that just the lighting? They, you know, it might be the lighting. I mean, it's pretty bright. Uh, Maybe. Like in, in some of the other photos, it does look more silver. You can see Soundwave does, and the binoculars both peg onto that belt on the back. So I know that's a big, I know that's on your checklist. Um, (laughs) Great shot, even from behind, looks good. Like, I'm really on board with all the accessories overall. There's a picture of him from the back. Here's the, oh, okay. So there's the front of the box. Now, the front of the box is cool on its own, right? We've got Chuckles. He's holding the, the envelope. He's got the briefcase. Does he come with this thing of gold also, or is this just for the image? So, in the panel, they talked about how the packaging for the Crimson Strike team, or the three-pack with Baroness, that package is, like, the gold. Um, okay. If you got to see that panel. So, like, when they, they open that box of that, three pack it's got like the little gold bars like a little flap that opens up and Mm -hmm. what so it it all ties into kind of like what patrick was saying uh or saying about what lenny was saying with how they're tying this whole story in uh it it, it, what i remember is that correct there patrick that's right the the insert into the box is the gold bars so when and when you slide that insert out underneath are the the crimson twins and baroness so it kind of has that feel of a 
briefcase that when you open it up, it looks like gold bars, but then take the gold bars off and that's what's hidden underneath. Okay, that's pretty clever. And then obviously there's a there's a little teaser of that Crimson 3-pack on the screen in that briefcase. There's like the uh, red Cobra. I guess that's a Cobra, like a Crimson Chopper with like a little ladder extending. Cool little box. Fine. Front looks pretty good overall for toy photography. The inner lining is absolutely awesome. I mean, it's very, very, very cool. It's like an old school comic approach where it's you're reading it vertically from top to bottom and every panel is a panel of chuckles like in action, basically. It shows that he steals this gold, that the bats attack and he blocks the bullets with the case. He jumps down the stairs, he's fighting them on the stairs, he jumps out the window, gets in the car. It looks great. It's a rad piece of art to be included like on the inside of the box and is probably one of my favorite things about the whole like the whole ensemble put together. Oh, it does look like the handcuffs can be broken or reassembled in this next to last shot where he's like running. He's actually handcuffed in it. So I guess they come apart. There's a broken set and then a non. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. That's a cool little touch. I don't know. How, oh, I see it now on the breakdown. He also has a, like a Hawaiian lay. It looks like great set. Definitely one of the, I mean, more, enjoyable looking sets when i am paying a premium for whatever it is a, a con exclusive a deluxe edition it's really it's really uncommon for me to utilize a lot of these extra little pieces i don't do a ton of toy photography i just kind of like to set them up the way they look cool and then leave them there for a while so i always am trying to look for the value that comes with this stuff and i do think that this set like checks all those boxes for me other than maybe if I was going to change one thing, I'd change this alternate head. And what I would have done is I would have produced a head that looked a lot different than this one. I would have maybe looked at, made it look a little bit more like the cartoon version. Chuckles has just looked a lot different. A lot. He has changed his appearance a lot over the years. I think they could have reflected that. So as we're going, it looks like this box is like a TV. So I'm guessing the back looks like it's like wired. Like he's, he's, He's spying on whatever is going on on this TV, at least to me, is what this whole packaging is looking like. Yeah, see, now that it's like they're holding like a teleconference because it has the like zoom buttons kind of at the bottom of it. So that yeah. picture of them is, <laughs> I see that picture and I, 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 every time I see it, I think of Superman 2 where they're trapped in the mirror and they're all flying away. Because they all look like that. But I see now that it's supposed to be an image on like a, a video conference call. All right, cool. Good catch, Jaren. Probably my favorite part is they are weaving together a story, right? Tying into other figures um, and other plans, which um, I'm not sure they really done that a whole lot with some of the previous releases. So I, I think that may be for me, my favorite part tied to a really cool figure. Patrick, did you, I had seen at the last minute that they were giving out these like interesting little like lithograph print type deals that have Ron's old original designs of snake eyes and the Cobra bat. Did you see that? Yeah, they had those at the Hasbro vault. So uh, not inside the convention center, a couple of blocks North of the convention center, they had a pop-up shop uh, and it was the Hasbro vault. Pretty cool. They had uh, uh, an original Terradrome diorama set up with a lot of the three and three quarter figures staged across it. Um, some classic Star Wars stuff. They had the old uh, mask line, the Kenner mask line. Uh, a lot of those uh, set up in a different display. Uh, and then they announced, I want to say it was, you know, Friday, Saturday, uh, that they were handing out those prints. So we were there as soon as the store opened. 
Um, you had to make a reservation and you go in and they were only handing out one. And again, had my two buddies with me and only ones that they were handing out at the time uh, were the bat. Uh, and I tried to, I tried to weasel a, a snake eyes, I, you know, Hey, <laughs> can you dig somewhere in that box and find me the snake eyes? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, I very much got the, nope, move along. Here you go. You get, you get what we've got <laughs> at, um, move along. And, uh, because the reservations filled up, I wasn't able to get back into the store. So I was able to, score, mm. uh, some of the bat prints. Um, but, uh, I, I didn't see or hear from anybody else that, uh, was able to score any of the snake eyes. The reason I bring that up is because in this picture, you can clearly see that it is that bat picture that's inside this folder that chuckles has got open before we move on to the next one um did you go to the super seven pop-up uh absolutely if it had gi joe uh attached to it at all i went um i was there <laughs> i i would love to hear your thoughts on that gigantic uh ship from the opening of the cartoon that they had uh it does it it looks very real to me not like something that was made as a one-off it it does look very very real and with we were asking, right? And right now it's the one-off, it's a prototype, um, and it's, you know, it's something they're considering based off the feedback that they heard. Um, because I, I think everybody that um, could draw air was asking, hey, when are you going to mass produce this so that we can buy <laughs> um, Super cool. Um, they had the, the diorama set up in the store with a lot of the figures staged in front of it. Um, I, I'd say that took up, you know, a good portion, like one third of the middle of the pop-up store was just that diorama. Um, they had some cool t-shirts. Um, the, they Python patrol socks, which I know it's a little thing, but I was kind of as excited about, you know, having some cool socks to wear to work. Um, those got stuck in customs. So last year, <laughs> uh, firefly socks, which I have a pair of this year was Python patrol and they didn't make it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Super seven, uh, figures, uh, the, uh, the Python patrol le- releases and the tiger force releases, uh, snake eyes, scarlet, uh, they pretty much had everything except for shipwreck, which is the target exclusive. Uh, and then they had the, uh, crimson baroness and the, uh, I forget the name of the Destro, but red jackal. Yes. Red jackal. Yep. They had those figures, uh, as well. That stuff all looks good, but I'm very, very interested in that ship. I, it looks like it has panels that come off the, of the top. So they had interior stuff going on as well, but I didn't get to see any great pictures of that. The only, my only thought on that, and it's been echoed many other times is that the scale on it is way off. It looks very, very small compared to in the opening of the cartoon where it looks like, I mean, death star level, right? It looks like it's housing the entire fleet. So I'm thinking, well, it might not be something I would actively like utilize or play with, but at the same time, I feel like I couldn't resist having it just for the look of it. Like maybe I could hang it from my ceiling so it would look like it's far away. I don't know. I'm interested in that a lot and I'd really like to learn more about it. I'd like to just see that one thing, you know, with hands on. Um, all right. So moving through the pictures, I don't know if this is how the panel was done. So we might be doing it out of order. We might be doing it reverse. So for name only reveals, we're not going to touch on that too much because there's not a whole lot to look at, but I do want to throw it out there for everybody that's trying to keep their scorecard updated. I run a podcast dedicated to GI Joe news. It is hard for me to remember what I've seen, what's coming out, what's already here. Name only reveals that we got at this session were Jinx, Torch, Retro Duke, 
and Retro Scarlet. Now, listen, guys, I can't see the future, but there's no way that Retro Duke and Retro Scarlet is anything other than a classic reimagining of the V1 Duke and the V1 Scarlet. Do you guys think this is a completely new mold, or is this going to be a third repaint of the very first Duke and the very first Scarlet? Completely new mold. Um, Lenny talked about how Scarlet may be his favorite figure. And you were saying that the the cardstock on these is going to be different now. That's right. I um, they didn't say it in the panel, um, but down in the booth, uh, uh, Lenny and Emily were talking to uh, several folks down there, and uh, Emily described that it's the, it's going to be the retro card back approach. But they learned their lesson from previous attempts, and it's going to be a much heavier cardstock. I wonder if why they're using that that gigantic you know, that big card, retro card, if they don't have an exclusive retailer to sell it to, because it seems like a weird, like, subset of the existing line as it is. Probably a topic for another day, but I'm interested where that's headed or, like, what they're thinking. Or maybe they mocked them up and Walmart was like, we're out, because the representation for G.I. Joe stuff at Walmart has been pretty shoddy. Next up was another, you know, big reveal for the Comic-Con, and it was Tripwire. Obviously a figure that Jaren has been waiting for for a very long time. <laughs> Jaren, uh, why don't you take point and talk about this Tripwire and tell me the, what he comes with, what your thoughts are on it. You just give me, tell me what the number one Tripwire fan thought is on this figure. <laughs> uh, you know, I might not be the number one uh, Tripwire fan. But I got to be pretty high up there. So what I like most about this figure uh, is that they give you options with his gear. It's not just the super ultra realistic version. Uh, and it's not just a faithful representation of one-to-one. They give you the option. You can you get to see both. So they have two different chest plates or chest armor. They have two different uh, necks, two different uh, helmets. And then they have the the faithful recreation of his his mind, um, of his minds and and his little little thing. And then they have this cute little rat. And I believe Patrick, did you hear them give the rat a name? Yeah, the rat has a name, and and I'm gonna fail this test miserably. I don't I don't remember the name. It's a, it's it's Epsara. I hope that's a moderately accurate pronunciation. The little bomb disposal robot has a name. It's an acronym. Um, it's McLeod or McLeod, um, but it's it's an, an some type of you know ordnance disposal. I think that's what the OD at the end stands for. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the mobile armored control lever for ordnance disposal. What do you think about? I mean, like this is a figure that definitely has had a little bit of modernization, right? It's not exactly a classic version. Are you pro that? Are you into that? Well, they give you the you get the alternate armor the that you can give it a more accurate representation of the original, which is why I like that they're giving you both options. Um, which is funny because I might end up not using either of the full armors and leave him a little less uh, hulked out for most of the time. Um, but he's got an unmasked head, which is something I was worried about with him. You know, he was not someone who I believe 
correct me if I'm wrong, but has he ever had an unmasked head? No, even in the modern, he had a head mold that had the helmet on. I can't think of a single figure unless it's like a weird con exclusive. And you know, that's a hot button for me as well. So I, I will say it's funny. I don't think this looks like Tripwire's face very much. And you might say, well, how many times have you seen Tripwire's face? And I would have to say, well, not that many. So I don't know why it doesn't look right, but <laughs> there's something about it that doesn't, it doesn't look exactly the way I was hoping it was, but it's a very minor thing. I do think this figure is great. I think all the like new stuff really works. I, I, I'm with Jaren. I like the fact that you can go, one, uh, you know, either the Hurt Locker, you know, more <laughs> type of bomb to mm-hmm. look, um, or the more traditional, you know, vintage tripwire figure. Um, and then I, you know, mystery answer. We now know what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, I think they did a good good job. You know, tripwire is a character. He's got that kind of he's very clumsy and things like that. And they, they've portrayed him. It seems like he looks like probably the youngest character we've seen, at least to me, his face looks like the freshest of the bunch. So I like that, you know, they're kind of maybe leaning into that. Like he doesn't, he's not as experienced as some of these other Joes. And I just can't wait. I'm going to buy way too many of these because I'm going to want multiple versions uh so you know we'll see we'll see what ends up happening with me tripwire is retailing for 34.99 is still available to pre-order at the time of this recording he is number 78 in the series they're still using the like newer box style with this with the like Im- the actual like product image on the front uh instead and then the art is kind of like shoehorned onto the side interestingly you know it's weird that we're seeing all these different figures they all come out with different stuff. There's no like subset. I don't feel comfortable to saying this is a deluxe edition anymore because I don't really know what qualifies for a deluxe edition. I think it's a good thing that they don't feel like they have to scrap a bunch of ideas to get it down to a $24.99 price point. But yeah. I do also think there's a little bit of like money grubbing here where they go. This is hot. They'll buy anything, put another set of armor in there. So I'm getting a little bit of it on both sides. But right now I think it's it's still balanced well enough that it's not like a big issue. Yeah, I think this figure was great. I'm glad to see that the pre-order for it is still available. Like it's, you know, it's this is days afterwards and you can still get them. So bravo on that. This is one of those figures that the moment I see it on like an international seller, I'm buying it. I don't care. I want it now. And the moment <laughs> that I get it in, just go ahead and mute our Instagram for a few days because I'm just going to be snapping some pictures away. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. If anything, this is what this podcast is about, is celebrating the stuff that we're so excited about. Like, we can't wait. It gives you a, a, like a resurgence of what you're doing like you're just like well we'll get to it when that helix reveal comes up so the (laughs) next thing that i've got on the list is this 788 fire team so jaron uh or patrick can you walk me through this i obviously i recognize the repainted range viper one of these guys is a either an officer or a trooper and i guess the is the other one the other one it is yeah one's an officer repaint one's a trooper repaint um, and then the range viper repaint. Um, but then you've got the the trooper with the bazooka, um, mm-hmm. last effects. Um, and I, uh, I, I again, I don't have the image in front of me. You can double check me on this. But I think this is where we start to see some blast effects show up that are blue. So the, the, the you know blue lasers, red lasers. Yes, I can confirm that. Yep. Uh, so. That was that was cool to see, and and that wasn't in the that wasn't in the display case on day one, um, so that was hmm. uh, overnight. Uh, it showed up, I want to say, on Friday morning, and everybody 
you know, uh, you know, kind of went bananas whenever that that showed up, and none of us were expecting it. So yeah, it, there are three there are three different blue blast effects, which I think are great. So this is pretty hot off the heels of the like Viper three pack that they were selling through Amazon, and I'm assuming they had some luck with that because here's a different one, and you know, repaints. How many times I got to say it? It's nothing new, right? We all know it's coming. We just hope that they are as creative as possible with it to earn our money. Fireteam 788 is $79.99, which, if I'm not mistaken, was probably well in line with the Viper 3-pack as well. Wasn't the Viper 89? I, I don't remember. It was too expensive. I know that. Okay. Now, I'm not one to throw around rumors. Wink. But what I heard was, when they were designing the Viper 3-pack, that they were literally like, we don't know how much to charge for it. We're just going to charge you know, this amount, whatever it was, if it was 90 just to see if people will buy it. And... I don't know. Again, I have no idea if there's any truth to that at all. I have literally no, like, I got no ear to the underground folks. I'll probably, you guys <laughs> probably get your gossip faster than me. But uh, I can believe it. And if I'm to believe it, I would say that based on those sales, they would have potentially adjusted this price down $10 because they maybe think that's the happy medium. Or maybe they, you know, it was on sale on Amazon a couple of times. Maybe they that's when they saw the biggest surge and when people were willing to commit to it. Because in terms of what's packaged with it, it's very similar to the Viper Pack. I don't feel like there's any more or less value between the two. Although I didn't dig into that Viper Pack much. And much like that pack, this pack doesn't really do a lot for me. I'm like, well, okay, I'll probably get one and put it away. Do you guys feel any differently? I mean, like, I don't want to like rain on anybody's parade if you're, if you're living loving it laughing it <laughs> so the thing the, the thing that i think that is better about this three pack than the viper three pack is there's just so much more variation i think the weapons seem a little bit more varied as opposed to you know in, in the viper three pack they all had that standard viper rifle mm -hmm. um, so this each character has their own unique loadout and you know they're all different Whereas with the Viper, it was, you know, you had two, it was a good army builder pack. You had two and a leader, but, um, you know, this is, is a little more, more varied, uh, a little bit easier to kind of build on, I think. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think you can swap the weapons out right from one figure to the next. You don't have to be married to, you know, the loadout that the character come or the figure comes with. Um, so if you do want to, you know, buy two sets, buy three sets, you can really vary it up. Now, one thing I do want to note is these all match the the figure that we voted on the colorway for. They all fit that colorway. So does that mean that if we had voted on the correct winner of purple, that we would have had these all in purple? I don't know. I mean, I could see these guys <laughs> in purple. I do love the box art for this. I think it looks rad. If you know, if they had really wanted to sell this set, it, it was bit, it would have been very easy. They should have just given these three characters individual names, made them unique mm, yeah. members that like stand out, and then I would have been compelled to get it because that means that they're actual characters and not just another. You know, I'm already kind of burned out on infantry dudes, and but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, let's see what's next. Uh, this is definitely out of order, but we'll go ahead and tackle it since it's what's uh, what we're looking at. The very last thing that was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, and it's the weirdest, you know, they, Patrick, I'm sure you can confirm this, that they teased this reveal at, when they were actually in the panel, but for whatever reason, they just opened up the case and put Mutt and Junkyard in there and then let all the uh, hungry young photographers snap up 
pics of them and leak them online, which is essentially what we did. First of all, Patrick, can you yeah can you confirm that that they were just kind of gave a little tease? So you were there. Tell me how it went down. Yeah. So uh, gave a little tease at the very end of the panel that said, "Hey, you know, a- after the panel's over, come by the booth and you might see another reveal." Uh, so having already experienced the his seven eight eight reveal, you, you know, that showed up on Friday morning that nobody knew about. Um, panel ends, um, which was also right at the same time that everything went on pre-order. So uh, myself and 50 other people ran outside to try and get better sell signal <laughs> to, to make the, the your pre-order. Uh, and then once everybody got their pre-order, then you hustle downstairs to the Hasbro booth uh, and everybody was crowded around. Emily Lynn, uh, and Lenny were there. And Tony was in this small blocked off closet, for lack of a better term, um, that you you couldn't see behind. And Emily shared he's in there working on the figure right now. So I, you know, put him on a stand, gluing him down. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they bring you, within 15 minutes, they bring him out, uh, open up the case, uh, put him on the shelf, and... That and everybody starts going crazy taking pictures. Myself, <laughs> I I mean justifiably so. This figure is a crazy late reveal like this because he looks amazing. Uh, every little detail about this figure looks awesome. This is an example of a figure that. Well, okay, so I will talk about the face, right? Much like Chuckles getting beat up and missing a tooth, I don't always love it when the you get one head and the expression is kind of like in you're capturing a very specific moment, like. Well, I hope you didn't want to take a friendly picture of Mutt in Junkyard because you you can't now. There's no way to make it look like he loves his dog. I'm, that's a con. Here's the pro. Figure, the face looks exceptional. They have gotten, it seems like every wave we see an evolution of just how detail-oriented these like sculpts are getting. Essentially, everything since the like CoverGirl Lieutenant Falcon debacle like has been has been great. Like either that was a wake up call for the quality control or it was just a fluke. But I I really do not have many complaints about what we've been seeing. And especially this weekend, everything has been sharp. I think my favorite part, junkyard comes with two heads. Like you get the, you get the, you know, attacking vicious junkyard, you know, and and that you also get the fun, loving tongue hanging out of the mouth. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's a solid sculpt. Um, They did a really good job on it. Yeah, they've been knocking it out of the park with these animals. You know, Hasbro, they, I think the first one that they really did was they did a uh, D&D figure um, that had the the big panther from, from D&D, and they really knocked that mold out of the park, and really the articulation was solid. Then they give, they've given us a couple different timbers, which are absolutely incredible. Now we get to see Junkyard. I love that he has the, the muzzle. Looks like a removable muzzle as well, so you can effectively get three different looks from them. Um, and then I think, I mean, this figure has to be one of the most just accurate one to ones. I think this figure looks almost like you you hit one of the 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 four inch modern figures with just a enlarged. He looks just a, like a little bit bigger version. I mean, it is beautiful. I love the the harness that they put on Junkyard as well. I think that's really fitting. So, yeah, I think this is a great one. And I like that they did that. You know, I felt like it was a cool thing for the people who were there at the con that they got to see this, like actually see it. Um, you know, you might not be able to buy any of the figures, but you get to actually see these things before anybody else. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, mean, I like the harness as well. You know, no more leash. Um, looks like 
uh, Junkyard has at least as much articulation as Timber does, uh, which yeah. is which is great. In a very real way, this reminds me of like buying the Marauders Task Force dogs because they've been yeah. modernized like this. So uh, I'm not saying there's any direct influence there because this is just kind of what military dogs look like today. But I, yeah, I think this is great. I think this is a 10 out of 10. And I do hope that they that the final product, the arm hair and the chest hair, which is very shipwreck-esque, I hope that looks a little bit better on the final product and i'm willing to believe that it will his arm especially looks like it's been just kind of like i don't know hand painted or something but it looks kind of odd to me everything else looks great this is one of one of the best actual physical figures that was shown if not the best in my opinion next up is the another three pack that's the crimson strike team so i i'll have to be honest i did not i don't know anything about what's going on with these guys obviously they're packaged together as a three pack is this supposed to be as an, an exclusive it's pulsecon when is pulsecon end of september okay so <sighs> another baroness uh i mean this is obviously an homage to one of the you know when the first gi joe collectors club had their convention this was if i'm not mistaken the very first box set convention they put out was Crimson Baroness, Crimson Twins, and then like, I don't know, 15 Crimson Vipers for the low price of, uh, you probably pay $1,000 for it now. This <laughs> is, uh, I don't know which Baroness they're using here. I mean, I know they're both very similar. It comes down to, do the glasses come off or not? This this looks like some new, though. The It looks like they the, this one has double-jointed elbows. So they might have stolen the arms from another figure, but the, it, at least the arms look new to me. And I can't I can't swear, but I think that I remember they they mentioned that the leg sculpts were new. Yeah, I think I could see that. I'd ha- I'd have to get my actual Baroness figure out, and obviously that I, that comes with an alternate Baroness head, and that's completely new. I, I I'm almost positive because the hair is like sweeping. I feel like I would remember that, and it yeah. in my opinion looks better than the one that they're using. Some other interesting things about this picture that I'm looking at. First of all, they have they're back to the gold guns, which the original Baroness came with, which was funny then because proper director Destro came out and it seemed like it went hand in hand. Now it's not as interesting. If you scroll back a couple pictures and look at Mutt's very cool, very realistic looking gun, and then come to this, they Tomax and Zamot's barrels are red. Like that. It looks like it came right out of 1994. I mean, honestly, I, so I, I don't love that. Like it's not the great looking detail dicks. I also really want to point out that they put, they made gold stands and, they have their names are on them and that is a sticker. Somebody made it a sticker that is not printed on the base. So <laughs> they were obviously working from something. Um, what is this? I've only got this one picture to go on. I need to pull up something else, but I see a gold helmet down there. The face mask, I think for Baroness. Okay. That means that has to be a new face then, right? Cause that looks removable. That is a wild mask. Like where did that come from? It looks kind of, cyberpunk but also got some like weird tribal i don't know it looks like a skull sort of it almost looks like there's flesh around the outsides of it like a terminator there it is okay so yeah okay it's actually like a priestess mask now that i see it up close and it looks like it is not interchangeable because it's like the whole head you can see her head is wearing the mask and it has no hair. So I'm assuming one of these two figures, the hair comes off, goes onto this head and then the whole head comes on. Regardless, it is wild looking, has no basis in any uh, G.I. Joe that I've seen, is really cool looking actually. 
does win me over a little bit. They've repainted the snake that came with the coil cycle as well into a black and gold, which I really like. I think that's a fun accessory. And I'm just going to say again, now that I can see it up close, that the second head for Baroness is good. If I bought it for anything, it would be for that. But that mask has really won me over because it's so weird looking. I think the, the Baroness figure, excited about. Don't know how excited I am about the uh, color variant Crimson Guard uh, or the Crimson Twins. Um they would probably stay in the box and go in the closet. You, you start to run out of shelf space. Um, I, I think maybe Baroness makes it to the shelf and nothing else. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Patrick on that one. That's, but I don't have any connection to the to Tomax and Zaymot at all. Um, you know, uh, we've we've been working our way through the the comic book. We haven't worked our way into the cartoon, so I I couldn't. I couldn't even tell you like what their specialty is, except for that they're twins. And I guess they put probably pulled some shenanigans, uh, but I really like this Baroness. I think it looks like the figure, the Baroness figure that we have, honestly, the movie figure is probably the best Baroness that we have just because you can actually stand her up and she works. That is the Baroness, the original release Baroness and the retro release Baroness are the ones that cause my shells to tumble more than probably anything else. I just can't get their legs to just be normal. <laughs> just be normal, legs. <laughs> Me at 3 a.m. in bed. Okay, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's that pretty much yeah sums up the three-pack for me. Let's get into some digital reveals. Uh, I don't like to talk too extensively about digital reveals, I've learned, because it seems like the final product can oftentimes be substantially different. So I'm just going to hit some highlights on these. We'll look at the picture. We'll take some kind of first impressions and then roll through them. First one I've got is Buzzer. You know, we've been kind of getting the promise of dread, getting the Dreadnoughts for a while. And they've been doing a pretty good job, quite frankly. I mean, when you think of subsets in general, other than an easy repaint, Zartan, Zorana, and uh, most of, I mean, we've got, we've seen that there's a torch coming. There's a ripper here, a buzzer. Like we're, it's pretty much getting there. I couldn't be more excited. Love these guys. Buzzer is a very faithful V1, in my opinion. You know, he actually even comes with the little, like, I don't know, Jaren, you're my weapons guy. What do you call this little thing? It's got a handle. It's got a chain. And then it's got a little, like, sickle blade on the end. <laughs> well, look, okay. I don't know. I'm sure there is a name for it. But I call that a, a, a rigged up slicer. Okay, like, that is not something normal. Patrick, you're some kind of secret ninja expert. You know what this thing is? I I, I am not. Um, I, I am excited. The the baseball bat with the 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 saw blade, the split in two <laughs> blade that's strapped to the baseball. That may be the coolest accessory on any of the Dreadnoughts figures. Yeah, it looks amazing. The chainsaw is also. I mean, it's tough to tell in the digital reveal, but I think the chainsaw looks solid. It would be awesome if it has even the most minor working part to make that blade move. Even if it just has to be done manually, I think that would be fun. Um, and also, I do want to say I think the head mold for this looks great. Head mold, digital transition from the head to the actual physical figure seems to be the thing that changes the most. And it's not hard to see why because his face is almost got a kind of uncanny valley photorealistic vibe to it. But I think I think they did a great job with this face. He has a tattoo, and you know, you know what? It's okay for a dreadnought to have a tattoo. He's one of the acceptable people on my checklist. On your wide spreading <laughs> tattoo fever that has, <laughs> uh, I, it's becoming a bit of an issue, frankly. 
Does he is he like a volunteer sheriff's deputy or something? Why does he have like the old school sheriff star on? I don't know what the lore is behind that. I do think that carries over to the vintage figure. Maybe he killed a sheriff and took his badge. It looks like a sheriff's shirt. He might have just stolen the whole shirt. He, like you could tell me that's a sheriff's shirt that he just ripped the sleeves off and make yeah, that that makes sense. I don't know. Jaron wants you write a story about how he got it, and then when this figure comes out, we'll do a dial behind it. How Buzzer earned his wings. He took his shirt off of a dead sheriff and he ripped the sleeves off because he thought it was cool. Story that up. sucks. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's no no prize. Speaking of dreadnoughts, <laughs> let's go on to Ripper. Oh my gosh, look how many tattoos this guy has. What is going on? It's I, you know again on a dreadnought, I I really don't have a problem with it, and I got to be upfront. I've been very tolerant of it for a quite a while. There are the figures that they had been giving tattoos. I've I've been like, okay, rock and roll, I get it. Copperhead, sure, why not? Well, I'm starting to see some stuff that I'm not liking. <laughs> Ripper <laughs> comes with a, a, the kind of his like classic gun. It looks like it has a removable uh, cartridge. Very cool. I love. I really like this gun. He also comes with. I mean, what do you? <laughs> this is not a weapon, but it looks what like do you the call Jaws that? of Life. Jaws of Life. It's it a, looks like the Jaws of Life. Is that what it's? Is that what the original one is supposed to be? Because they do. It does come apart. I've always I've always used it as a jackhammer my entire life, childhood to adult. Is it so now I'm learning that maybe it's not that at all. I mean, you gotta give me credit, right? It looks just like, you know, two handles bearing down. Isn't a jackhammer yep. a more useful weapon for a dreadnought than the Jaws of Life? Jaws of Life is like, oh no, we wrecked the thunder machine. Don't worry, Thrasher, I can save you. He's just a really helpful guy okay yeah He's got this a is bad rep. this is not a good quick take we're way <laughs> up to it uh ripper comes with uh is another good v1 adaptation his you know his uh a-frame shirt that's got the camo pattern on it i think looks really good he's got like a mad max style bracer i can't see the other tattoos other than the one that's like kind of on his shoulder facing out so i'm not really sure if there's a if, is there a Dreadnought tattoo that they all have, which I think would be cool. There was a Dreadnought insignia that came around in the early 2000s that I like a lot that we don't see quite as much anymore. Ripper is wearing uh, razor blades, I think. I thought dog tags originally, but now I'm thinking maybe razor blades. Um, has a great head mold. wonder if those glasses come off or will come off. I'd like to think so. He's got a great expression on his face where he just like looks like a, like a dumb thug like his jaw he's just like something about the way his jaw is just like uh love it i mean like it's they've really got it down to an art he's got a legit mohawk i mean we got that not really hawk with the go figure like like this, mm-hmm. this is the first figure with a legit mohawk i think he did mention the glasses are going to come off um with this figure hell yeah uh, I think it's great that they took it a step further with his little like blade under his rifle that they also gave it to his pistol. I just think that's so funny to me. I gotta shoot some Joes and cut this PBJ in half, and this is all I'm gonna <laughs> use to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> next digital reveal. Oh no, next thing I got is the uh, Steel Core 2 pack. Wow, if I didn't say that these helmets look a lot like a Halo helmet, let me please go on record and tell you how much this... Even the visor is gold. Like, this has got some heavy Master Chief vibes. Well, they have alternate helmets, right? 
I know they do, and they'd have to because the copyright infringement is ghastly. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, don't really, don't really care for those helmets. I would, in my head, I'm like, well, maybe if they go like into the atmosphere, like I don't know what the distance of a jetpack is, but maybe they would need something more in line with a like a astronaut's helmet, and, and they would wear something like that. I could I vibe with that. The Steel Corps Trooper Two Pack is one male, one female. You know, formerly known as the Steel Brigade. Or Steel Battalion in another era. Very similar to the Viper 3-pack. You know, we're starting to see more of these. It's basically a troop builder pack. It comes with a lot of extra guns, blast effects, helmets, etc. And, you know, I think we might have talked about these briefly when we saw the earlier reveal. Um, I don't I don't feel very strongly about these. I think they look dot, 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 fine. <laughs> troop builders. Troop builders that, you know, maybe could use for some kit bashing in, in one form or another. Uh, curious to see how they, they fit with, you know, maybe uh, the grunt figure, um, some form or fashion in some different colorways, but nothing that jumps off the page um, other than exciting to have a Joe troop builder. I think that these are absolutely beautiful. I will be buying as many as my wallet will allow me to. And uh, uh, Emily and Lenny, so since I know that you guys always listen to our show, uh, paint these in every color you want. I'm buying them all. I don't care. Give me no, a don't do that. darker don't blue. Don't do that. Give me a no. slightly lighter Stop blue. It. Give me a white. Give I'm me gonna... a black. Give me a green. Give me a red. I don't care. I'll buy them all. Give I'm going to edit all that out. No chance. Jaren, if you had the ear of Hasbro, do you know how many hate, how much hate mail we would get? Oh, they'd, be, <laughs> they'd be like, why is why did they not do the ba- uh, the vamp first? Why are they doing the badger? <laughs> right? Why is there all these badgers? Steel Core, Steel Core Trooper 2-pack is number 95 in the series. And uh, yeah, I do like that they're doing a male and a female and that we're seeing more of that in the two pack. I am all for that across the board. Next digital reveal is it's a repaint. It's Python patrol copperhead. You know, they're really kind of like going, going all in on their repaints. Like they don't, they don't waste any time. You know, when you're normally you'd see a repaint of a character, it'd be like three or four years down the way, they'd be like, oh, we'll pull this out of the vault. We'll, re- we'll, we'll reissue him. Nowadays, you're like, hey, did you guys just get your copperhead in the mail? Good. Go ahead and pony up again and pay for this one because he's <laughs> right around the corner. I feel like when they are going to need to reuse some of these molds for the third time, they're going to really have to like scratch the old noggin. They're going to be like, let's make Mole Rat Brigade, and we're going to reissue everybody in Mole Rat colors. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a, it takes a lot for a repaint to really kind of get to me nowadays. I don't have room to put extra versions of figures out on display. But I mean, I also am trying to get at least one of everything. So a figure like this, I look at it and I go, okay, sure. I'll buy one. I'll never open it. It's just how it is. Like I don't, where am I going to put him in a box in my garage is the answer. I, I think it looks fine. Do you guys have strong feelings about the Python patrol copperhead? This was one I was actually excited about. So um, I, I didn't have the full three and three quarter line as a kid um you know but you know 20 30 40 figure i can't remember what i had but um i didn't have the original copperhead but i had the python control copperhead um and and i played with that thing all the time so to finally have that as a classified is pretty special i am i am right in the middle i'm like yeah this is this will go right with my other python patrol things i like the weird color of python patrol i don't you know like I, i will buy a couple of them it's not my favorite one but I like it, and so so I'll get it. I will try to find shelf space, uh, try to start putting everything together in their sub-teams, 
And I think they'll look cool when you get them all together. Patrick, I enjoy hearing about how the like deviations and how people played with their Joes as a kid. And I think most people that were really into GI Joes have a similar story. Like I have similar stories like that as well, where you didn't get the like the first version of it. Maybe you missed him or you were too young at the time. And then Sonic Fighters Tunnel Rat comes out and that would be your Tunnel Rat. So you identify with that color scheme significantly. Happened a lot more than, than the, like, the late 90s towards the end of the line because they put out like an identical wave practically like back to back. So you'd be like, oh, I'm a big fan of the other version of the eel and you'd be like well the purple or the blue one so there was like a weird deviation there i'm always into that i had there's a story where i had bought a lot of joes off of a friend of the family and he had made he had taken his raptor and used toothpicks to make the cape flare out like batman and he had done that as a as a kid and i was like well i'm not touching that i like stuff like that i try to preserve or you know jaron when we went and bought all that stuff from that guy in louisville uh, yep. One of the things he had included with the like knickknacks was he had cut out the back of a card and had marked off figures that he had and figures that he wanted, like a little checklist, like a lot of us did. It was a huge piece of the like the branding and the marketing at the time. I kept that dude's checklist and put it in my display case. I'm like, this is a piece of history. This is something that we all did, and I love stuff like that. So, yes, thank you for sharing. I love stuff like that. Actually, you know what? In the later cartoon, like the quote-unquote bad one, in Operation Dragonfire, when Copperhead, you know, gets pythonized like a lot of them, it really, you know, kind of like standardized it as a kid. You it, you know, I talk about how they made a new figure, and in my head I was like, I don't need the old one anymore. And it was the same mentality, I think, that he really did. That's kind of did become his regular suit at a, for a couple of years there. Wow, what a great short take. All right, <laughs> on to the next pictures in our set. So I heard some uh, some hubbub about this pythonized, is it an officer? Is it a trooper? I can never remember. That they, I guess somebody said, wow, they're just like, they're taking another pass at it because they had put out a pythonized, some type of pythonized infantry trooper at some point, right? Yeah, the python. It's, it's an officer. Yeah. So this is the officer and they put out a trooper? Is that the gist of it? No, no, no. This is an officer and they put out an officer. So they're doing it again? Yeah. Is he the same thing? No. He's he's kind of webbing, and like the extra gear is all the Python Patrol colors, whereas the, the first version, it was all... Yeah, so his chest was all the Python Patrol colors, and then he had like black, black gear. It's basically like a, like a swap. Everything that's black on this figure was Python Patrol on the other. Everything that's Python Patrol on this one was black on the other. This speaks to how very little importance these figures are to me that i do have the other one and i don't i couldn't tell anything about it it's i mean i just what am i going to do with a repaint i do like python mm -hmm. patrol i should clarify that i like almost all subsets there's nothing too dumb for me and i don't think i don't even think this is a dumb idea in the comic book i think you know it's literally used like once but i think the concept of the python patrol is is very very cool i just in terms of repaints i don't have a lot of like uh, what am I gonna do? Troop build a whole other subset? Like I just I can't fathom it. I will add it to the other Python Patrol stuff on the shelf. I, I I don't I don't know how excited I am beyond that. Other than I'll I'll add it with the Python Patrol stuff. I'm right there with you. All right, now we're getting to the big boys. Let's look at Hawk. This Hawk digital render has got a lot going on, and maybe the one I have the most conflicted feelings about overall. I'll start with what I do like. I mean, I know, again, digital renders, digital renders can be deceptive, 
but his leather jacket looks like a leather jacket. There's something like just looking at it. I feel like I can feel it and I don't know how else to describe it. Same thing with his like collar, which is furry. I'd love to see the transition to that into the figure to see if they can make it look as realistic as it does here. Again, this is a, you know, they picked V2 Hawk because he's obviously way, way, way more memorable than the young Hawk rising through the ranks. Although I would love to see that Hawk someday. It makes sense to start with this one. It was, you know, you learned your lesson when you put out the Arctic Strike Storm Shadow and we hadn't even got like a classic Storm Shadow. It was not the right flex. And so I'm glad they're starting with this. I like the outfit. Fine. I'll, the accessory set, which is like a, it looks like a grenade launcher, a, a couple of handguns, a shotgun. He's got his classic helmet and two different visors to choose from. They've ate, I won't say aged him up, but he's got like a little patch of gray in the front now. And he's got some like Reed Richards stuff going on on his sideburns. So they're trying to make him look like, I guess, more experienced or, uh, I don't know, just like battle hardened. I don't know how else to say that. I feel iffy about the head. When I see the final reveal, I'll know for sure if it's if it's a yay or a nay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. The only thing I would change about this figure before I move on to what you guys think about it is I'd get rid of one of those visors and give him a cool pair of shades. So when he doesn't wear his helmet and he's mm. out in the sun, seems like a hawk thing to do. I know it is. General Tomahawk figures in the late 90s, they all came with it molded on. So yeah, that would have been a nice little touch, but it's fine. This is still pretty great looking. I mean, it has the potential to be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the figure. Uh, it, it feels, a, I, I wish it was a little sooner in the line, right? I had that when they announced I was in the room, I was like, finally, right? We finally get <laughs> our, um, so uh, for me, I, I like what I see. I like that they've aged him up a bit. I, I think that plays with, um, uh, you know, the, the direction they're going I, excited about the loadout. Um, I don't mind the, the, the visors, but I, I like the comment around the glasses though. It makes me, I might have to steal some glasses from a Sergeant Slaughter to, to <laughs> yeah. make it work. Yeah. I like that. I like that they, they kind of aged him up. I like that they gave him options. It looks to me like the visor one set looks like it goes over his helmet. And then the other looks like more like it would go on his head. To me, the one visor just looks like a little bit wider to just go on on top of that helmet. So like how Dusty has two goggles. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it, not as many people have problems with this one as they did with Dusty. I like that they gave him a grenade launcher. I think that's just really cool. You know, you think of a general as like someone who's not, you know, they just sit around and do stuff. Whereas Hawk literally has a China Lake just sitting there ready to blow somebody to smithereens i like that it looks like a china lake which is kind of referencing that more that time period where he was involved you know that vietnam war kind of era that was something that was pretty prevalent then and you know i think it's a cool little nod heck yeah great insight all right so i'm just going to warn you guys if you have anything bad to say about this figure you better you better strap up because i'm feeling pretty <laughs> aggressive about it so the helix reveal is today i've been waiting on this since we got the name only reveal i would say Probably this is one of, if not the the single figure that I've been the most excited about. Helix is one of those characters that I just am, I just love. Is easily my favorite figure from the modern era, full stop. So I was worried how this would turn out, and I gotta say, you know, based on this, full steam ahead. It looks so good. The color scheme is is you know aesthetically exactly what Helix looked like. Helix's mold was overused a lot. I mean, literally all the way to the end of the last line, they were still pumping them out. And so it's nice to see that they made some minimal variations. I'm talking about that like weird 
corset bondage stuff that was going on. They've kind of gotten away with that and it looks more like a body armor style, which is perfect because Helix has, as she has evolved as a character, they've written her to be a lot more like uh, martial arts-esque. And I'm all for that. I think the head mold looks great. Does not really look like a Helix of the comic. I know, you know, several artists have kind of defined Helix. Robert Atkins drew her a lot in the beginning. Uh, Nathan Diaz, when she when she joined the Real American Hero run, uh, kind of drew her a little bit differently, but still had the same feel. And this face, I feel like steps away from both of that. But I don't feel like it's a misstep. I think it's a perfectly fine modernization of her look. I think the hair looks great. Um, yeah, they didn't change much at all. And I say that because we didn't talk about this a lot, but they changed a lot for the design of Shadow Tracker, which is another character from the modern era that I'm really, really in love with. And I didn't love that. Um, I like to give them space to change the character, but when it's somebody like Helix, I was really hoping it would be just like this. The guns are also very reminiscent of the guns that come with the modern version. To step to the fact that she has become a bit of a snake-eyed shadow, they added two like katanas that look awesome and a very minimal backpack to store them in. And then they've got these like, do you, either of you guys know what these blades are called? They wear them like cuffs on their arms. I'm going to ask you the same thing. I didn't know if I'd missed something in the comics or in the lore uh, where there are these, you know, blades that hook onto her forearm somehow. I, I don't know what they are. Jaron, my weaponsmith, do you know I'm what these so are? I'm sorry. No, I was, I was hoping you knew. As soon as I saw her, I was like, that's cool. I don't know what the heck those are. I mean, I've seen them before. Yeah, I know this is a real thing. It's kind of like a, something you would see in a... I, when I see them, I think of the movie Kingsman. Like, I feel like this is the kind of thing that... You'd see one of the assassins in that wearing them around. I guess I'm not doing a very good job describing it, but basically they're cuffs that you wear and they have long blades. Think like Nemesis Enforcer level, except instead of coming out of like your elbow, they are kind of like Wolverine style, I guess, extensions of your arms. They look rad and I think it's a perfect like application for her. It seems like something she would, you know, it kind of leans into Jinx or Electra territory. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. What do you guys think about this figure? Does it, would you rank it an 11 out of 10 or just a 10 out of 10? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was similar as with the Hawk, right? It was finally, right? We, we've been talking about Helix for a while and scratching our head on, on why we didn't have a figure, everything that, and it was well received in the room. Um, probably, you know, one that audibly, right. People like, yes. And clapping things like that. This is exciting to see solid figure. Um, want to learn more about the arm blade things uh, a bit, but excited about getting this one in my hands. The coolest thing about this is this figure looks like it's a hundred percent new. Every accessory looks new. I mean, maybe the katana and the back piece, I guess, but the pistols all new, you know, there's, there's like two or three different sidearms that 90% of classifieds have, and this is a whole new one, which start giving me more. That's great. Those those forearm sword things are sick. The the more like kukri looking knife, awesome. Just really cool. Looks like she's gonna have double jointed arms, which is great. Uh, big fan of that. And then the hair. I think the hair is just so cool. It gives like just a sense of individuality uh, that really sets her apart. I think she probably if she comes out looking like she does in this digital render, and not with a Lady J face, I think we're gonna. She's going to be the best female figure of the line so far. 
when this figure came out in the modern version, I was excited for it right away because it wasn't like it is now. The representation in G.I. Joe at that time had, I don't want to say it was on the decline, but it had stalled a little bit and they weren't making a lot of new characters because it's always a bit of a iffy territory. So when she came out, I was so excited. I was playing the crappy little PS2 video game that she was introduced in. I bought like, I mean, I want to say probably 10 of these. I still have some unopened. Because not only was it an awesome figure that I loved, but it would soon become the base bone of female customs for a while because it was like the only new thing we had seen for a bit. So love this character, love this figure. I couldn't be, I mean, I'm going to buy a lot of these too, quite frankly. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm over the moon. I'm so excited that they're making it. You know, I don't want to detour, but when this line started up, it's like, Every time this line starts up, Hiya Toys, Super 7, you know, you name it. You know what you're getting into. Scarlet, Roadblock, Snake Eyes, Duke, Copper Commander. You got to go through the motions, right? And so I thought, it's going to take forever. These guys are never going to do a figure that is like what my real passion is, which is the forgotten guys. And I would say right up until Kamakura was announced, I really didn't believe we were going to get that kind of variety. And when I saw Kamakura, I was like, well, I quite frankly could believe anything if they're going to make this character. Cause I was, and so ever since then, the line has really reawakened a little bit of that passion because I'm excited when they name a character. Cause you don't always know, like if they go through the next wave and they throw out Dawn, who I think is a desperately needed character in any scale at this point, uh, it wouldn't shock me. And, and they're, you know, 10 years ago, I would have said they're never going to make her and yeah, they didn't. So we'll see. The next digital reveal we have is, are they calling him Shockwave now? He used to get, he went, he turned into Shock Blast there for a while. Or are we back to the old, like, I don't know Shockwave's real name. Sorry. Sorry, purists. <laughs> um, I'm going to call him Shockwave for until somebody corrects me. Yeah, it is. Uh, okay, good. Shockwave, this build is a little, um, I mean, lazy. It looks like he's put together with a lot of existing stuff. I think the digital camo does look good and is a hard thing to replicate. And I just think they nailed it. I think the vest is a little, mm, I don't love it, but Shockwave is kind of a gray character anyway, right? I do like the character of Shockwave a lot, but in terms of a dude that's a SWAT dude, you there's not a ton of like variety he's wearing a traditional SWAT dude outfit to the point where it's yet another character who like beachhead we've never really seen anything more than his eyes i would have been nice for them to take the initiative and just make a head mold of him unmasked at this point why not we don't know what he looks like so you could look like anybody i just am tired of not being able to like have characters that can emote with their whole face and it's not like shockwave's like a you know a, and a villain, you know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for us to not be able to. It's not like, it's not like I'm asking for a Cobra Commander unmasked figure, is what I'm saying. This is a regular dude with a regular face. They should include it. Uh, the accessory set is cool. You know, he's got like two, I don't know if those are Uzis, as they look a little shorter than that. But, uh, Jaron, do you know what kind of gun these are? I would, I would say they're a variation of an Uzi for sure. That's, I mean, that's what I was thinking when I looked at it. He's got two small, like, little knives. And um, then he's got like a classic nightstick. And then he's got his little um, riot shield. I don't see the how that where the handle is for that. But I'm assuming maybe they just don't have the need to do that on a digital reveal. I think what we're seeing is the front. Those are oh, lights okay. that come off the front. And then there will be the handle on the backside. Okay, that's a cool touch. I mean, pretty classic SWAT stuff, right? What you would expect to see. I, I feel neutral. May, you know, if this figure had been revealed 
maybe not alongside a slew of other really well-designed and intricate figures. I'd probably be really, really excited about it, but uh, based on everything else I've seen, I just kind of have a lukewarm feeling. I don't dislike it. I just, it's a lot like when you make, like when they made Breaker, I think is a good example. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm shocked. They made him look just like V1 Breaker. They didn't change hardly anything. And then your second thought is, oh man, they didn't really change anything. It looks just like V1 Breaker. So that's kind of my reaction to this is that maybe maybe Shockwave is one of the characters that could have used a little bit more enhancement. Don't I feel like I'm coming off negative. I'm really not. I like this figure. I just am not like wowed by it, I guess. Yeah, I, I think I'm I think I'm way higher on this figure than you are. Um I I was excited to see Shockwave was um uh, again one of those figures from a childhood that uh was was cool, played with a lot. Um and when I saw it the thing that triggered in my brain, I love the riot shield and this feels like I could troop build in a way that, and set up a, a, in a way on my shelf where they're opposite the alley vipers. So for me, that that's where my brain went to. I, I like the look of the figure. Um, would have liked to seen a little more on the, the, the guns, right. Versus the just couple of Uzis. Maybe they're like all the money goes into the riot shield. But for me, I, I'm probably getting a couple of these. Actually, that's a really great idea. I like that idea a whole lot. Um, I'm probably right in the middle of you guys. I think I like it a little bit more than Greg, but maybe not as much as Patrick. I like his gear. I like that he has holsters for his little Uzis. I think that's just a really cool little touch. And I like riot shields. I think they're cool. It's probably my favorite thing about the Alley Viper. So give me give me all the riot shields. Next up, looks like we're into the uh, the vehicle subset now. They've got the, you know, they announced the name only and then they showed a digital reveal shortly thereafter. It's the SMS uh, with a, I guess this is a Techno Viper. Why did they make him red? Just to match the... I think it just match the hiss. This is made to go on the back of the hiss. It's got the hitch. Yeah. That way you can get the purple repaint um, in a couple of months. I mean, basically, <laughs> that's yes, you're you're spot on. So I'm not happy about that. I do like the design of it. I mean, like, I it it looks like a Techno Viper, just in the wrong colors, and that does throw me off quite a bit. He actually looks like I don't know. He's making me think of something else with that red color. Look, he does kind of look like a mask character. He's got tip, you know, kind of traditional Techno Viper accessories: a backpack, a hose, some kind of weird looking science fictiony gun. I don't know if that's even based off of real technology. The SMS is, I mean, pretty much exactly what you would expect. If you, if I'm going to use that hitch as scale for the his tank, this thing's honking huge. Um, doesn't look like, I don't think this digital reveal even accurately captures the scale of it. Uh, do, do you guys feel like that's accurate? If this is in scale with the hiss, it's got to be bigger, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a, you know, that, that figure could be six, six and a half inches tall. And the missiles were nine inches. Okay. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's just a perspective thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, somebody online said that this little orange thing is supposed to be a hologram readout that I guess attaches somewhere either to him or it. I don't know. I didn't see anything with it like in action, but that's the, the closer I look at it, the more I find that to be believable. It does look like somebody just spilled a little bit of orange sherbet on it. But it would be cool if it attaches to his wrist, and so you could have him holding his wrist up like he's looking at a readout. Mm, I could, I mean, maybe I could see that being a thing. I don't know why they made it orange when they could have made it some kind of like translucent color. But maybe that's the limitation of the digital reveal. Yeah, I think this is something that when we saw the his tank, we were like, oh yeah, it need, we need to get this. 
And I mean, they knew what they were doing. Uh, Emily talked about it in that panel about, you know, future proofing, you know, they put that hitch on there. They knew what they were doing. They knew we knew what they were doing, you know, um, and she talks about, you know, she calls them Easter eggs, you know, um, and you know, it was, it was bound to happen. You know, you're not going to make a hiss, give it a hitch and then not do this. So, I mean, I think it's great and I'm glad that it's something I only need to get one of. Um, I wish I, I wish we'd get that purple techno viper repaint sooner rather than later uh because that purple is the coolest color i mean you say get one of right but uh if we see more vehicles come out right the smaller scale right we, it could all be pulling you know it could all be pulling sms's uh, come on patrick i saved my wallet sorry <laughs> I mean, it's you know Patrick's right. If you know, it's a no-brainer that the next slide is the is the vamp, and so the logical leap would be a stinger, right? Which has a hitch on it originally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be in line with that as well. Makes sense. You sell more of these, you know, it's all it's all compatible in a way that maybe the original line wasn't as it kind of was growing. I'm hoping that they, you know, well even this line has has grown a lot from the beginning, but it's nice to see that they're. Learning and implementing. I like this. I do want one for my his tank. Uh, I don't know if I'm even going to use that figure. I'll be quite frank. All right. Uh, I think this might be the last one. <laughs> what a heck of a what a heck of a presentation for them. They really went all out. Last reveal is a big one. It's Clutch and the Vamp. I don't know if I could name a more iconic, more practical, just flat out best vehicle in show the the vamp Uh, most people are fans of the vamp and it's it's no secret it's great it works for and you know it's just a traditional jeep with just a little bit of you know they've customized a little bit with the gun and so it's a no-brainer that they would make this i think everyone will want mini vamps i want mini vamps the the digital design on this you know it's a profile view so you can't see a whole lot of detail on it but you get the gist of it. They're telling you, hey, we're not really changing it up too much. Looking at the machine gun, which is probably the most iconic part of the vamp that really sets it apart from just a Jeep. I can't see if it's just a single barrel. You know, the original vamp's gun is like a dual barrel laser gun. And they've added, obviously, real bullets to it. And this looks more like an actual machine gun. But, uh, I mean, do you guys have any insight into that? The guns are pretty much my lowest qualification. You know, it's hard to tell from this angle. I mean, I think this is an absolutely beautiful version. Um, you know, this is kind of like I talked about Mutton Junkyard. This looks like you just kind of sized up the original. Um, I think the rock rails on the side, the only thing that I'm confused by is normally if you have one door, you have one foot, one spot for your foot. So it's weird to me that they have two steps and there's only one seat on each side. So I don't know what's going on with that, but yeah, I'm going to buy a bunch of these vamps. I noticed that they don't have a, there's the machine gun still doesn't really have a way to be manned. I thought they might add something to like, I don't know. I guess you would have to modify the design quite a bit, but we haven't in the, in the past in the comic, especially seen people actually riding back there, manning the gun, but we've also seen clutch use it with a remote, you know, clutch doesn't come with a remote, unfortunately, but he does come with a lot of tattoos. I don't, I, I, this is pretty much where the line in the sand is for me. Okay. I'm not saying clutch is a non-tattoo guy. I just don't really think it fits his particular character. I can't put a pin on it, but I love clutch a lot. 
And I just, I've never seen him imagined this way. I don't know what the tattoos say, which will also kind of affect how I feel about it. Um, but I just don't think that he should have had them. This will be the first figure that I feel so strongly about it. I will probably remove them as I'm now an expert at that. Having fixed a cover girl with a similar, <laughs> in a similar situation. Now you can, I saw a dude that did the same for rock and roll. He took every single tattoo off cause he didn't like it. And that's his discretion. I think it fits rock and roll quite a bit, but I can understand it. Maybe not being the aesthetic that you're going for, because that is how I feel with this clutch. Unless those tattoos are really cool and really like fit in with him, I'm not. I'm not so sure. They've also he's also not wearing like you know, in the, especially in the modern versions, he had more of like a jacket kind of on. And they've changed that to more of a t-shirt vibe. I don't hate that. I mean, it seems like all of the OG13 are undergoing a little bit of modernization, which just makes sense. And you know, a lot of times I kind of butt up against it, and then. I kind of warm up to it. That rock and roll, I was kind of opposed to the color change. And now that I've had the figure in hand for a little bit, I'm like, okay, this is fine. It gives him just that tiny little pinch of individuality. So yeah, overall, I think this is solid. comes with a lot of accessories. Um, I, I'm assuming they are, I'm hoping that they store on the vehicle somewhere. Gas cans obviously is a no brainer, but you would assume that shovel plugs into the hood. Cause that's where it's always located. It is a fire extinguisher, which is a nice touch an axe, a wrench, little stuff like that, that you can kind of tuck around and hide in it. I think will be great. This is bar none. I mean, I'm probably more excited about this than I am the dragonfly. This to me is the definitive yeah. GI Joe vehicle. I, I, uh, I think that one had probably the biggest reaction in the room. Uh, myself included uh love the look um love the potential i'm going to get multiple uh, uh mm-hmm. um the 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 piece for me that that probably stood out the tires looked a little bigger and or more aggressive um than the original version which i like a lot um i just really liked how this one you know if it if it truly comes to for the way the way it looks in a digital render um, looks fantastic. Yeah, I agree completely. I love that those tires look real fat. I mean, they look like they are ready to handle whatever terrain you are throwing at them. I do find it interesting that they gave him a steel battalion head. I think that that's an interesting choice to to put on there. You know, he's got a regular helmet, but then he's also got that alternate head, which, I mean, you would think maybe would be for army for the army building aspect, but then you still have arms with tattoos. You know, it's not like you can have the same four of the same driver with the same tattoos and then just give them different helmets and make it seem like they're radically different people. So um, that is interesting to me that they're giving them that. Now, I do. I like that because I want to use more of those steel battalion figures. Um, So but that is the only thing I'm like, that's a little weird. Uh, but yeah, I will buy as many of these as I, as I can get my hands on. All right. That concludes the slew of digital reveals from San Diego Comic-Con. And I, I mean, man, it's a lot to take in, right? I got a lot of stuff to pre-order. I got a lot of stuff that's coming up soon. It's it's a lot. I mean, like the weight of keeping up with the classified line by itself is feels like a lot of work, honestly. <laughs> But it's what I love, and I'm excited to see you know even more. Every time the next thing, once you get the whatever's current, you're immediately like, well, what's next? I got to set my eyes to the future. 
Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, really, truly, lots of insight that we just wouldn't have had without you here. So uh, you're welcome to come on the show anytime you want to talk shop with us. It's always nice to have uh, a second, you know, a third opinion on what's going on in the world of G.I. Joe. Before we go, Patrick, is there anything that you would like to plug? Maybe something you're working on? I, you know, I am. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys here uh, in about a week or so at Kentuckyana. Um, you can follow me on Instagram uh, at uh, Coach Big Papa. Um, I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of customizing figures. Um, kind of feels like you know working on models as a kid and blending that with the uh, love of GI Joe. Um, so doing some fun things there. Um, but, uh, you know, again, appreciate, uh, the invite and, uh, love being able to talk to Joe with you guys. We'll be back in two short weeks where we'll be covering, uh, even more stuff that involves Patrick. We'll be at the Kentucky energy Joe show, which, you know, we've been talking about extensively for weeks and that's because I'm so excited for it. I've been saving <laughs> for months. I've been working on my checklist. I, I'm, I'm not going to go into it again. You guys know how excited I am. And, uh, am I mean, yeah, it's just going to be a great time. I'm going to do a ton of shopping i'm going to do a ton of talking i'm going to do a ton of drinking it's going to be a blast and we're going to cover as much stuff as we can from kentuckiana we've been told that we maybe we'll have a spot where we can set aside and talk to some vendors or some guests uh we'll we'll see how that works but we're going to try to give you the more coverage than we've ever given you before which has always been very minimal so we've set a low bar <laughs> that we can easily exceed yeah so anyway we'll be back in two short weeks with that you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Anything Joe's Pod. Uh, Jaron runs the Instagram. I run the Twitter. Facebook just runs itself. It's the magic of AI. You can uh, <laughs> feel free to reach out to any any of the thoughts that you've had on today's, you know, all the digital reveals, all the figures that we've seen. You can leave a comment in our YouTube section. You can email us directly at Anything Joe's Podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. And we look forward to talking to you again in just two short weeks where anything's available for discussion here on Anything Joe's. Podcast.